Are you finding that your fresh, full of life and super lush spring vegetables now seem crispy, tired, and just plum wore out? You're not alone and it means nothing about you as a gardener. Come join me Sunday, June 4th for a one hour special check-in called Summer Gardening Challenges Solved. We are gonna work through some of the most common issues that you're seeing in your garden right now, and I'm gonna tell you what to do to get your garden back in gear for the rest of the summer. It's not as difficult as you think. Your season is not over. You're not doomed. We just need to tweak a few things and get you back growing again. I'm gonna show you how to do it in my one hour, super fun live class called Summer Gardening Challenges Solved. I'd love for you to join me. You can get all the details at the link below. Welcome back to the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Johnson, and today we are digging into second chance tomatoes. That's right, we are right at the do-over season for the Wild Child Gardener, and tomatoes are top of the list of what you might need a second chance on. Gonna show you today exactly what to do for some do-over tomatoes to keep them growing in your garden. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 28, and today we are digging into second chance, or like we call it in the Wild Child Garden Club, do-over tomatoes. Now, before we dig into all of the greatness that comes with a do-over tomato, let's talk about what that actually is. In South Louisiana, and really in the South in general, we actually have two spring seasons. One we call spring, and the other, if you're a wild child gardener, you call it the do-over. In the Wild Child Garden Club, we love the do-over season. This is a tiny window in between spring and fall that allows us to get a second chance at our spring vegetables. So if you've completely botched your spring going season, you get a second chance. Tomatoes are one vegetable that grow great during the cooler weather. So they do really well in the spring and in the fall. When it heats up and the weather's hot, we're having to water a lot, they kind of start to peter out. That means we want to plant them again to keep them producing. I have some ideas for you and I'm gonna share them with you today. So first, why do our tomatoes slow down in the summer? Did you know that the reason is, has nothing to do with you. You're not a bad gardener. It's just when we get to July, it gets hot. And when daytime temperatures get above 90 and nighttime temperatures don't go below 75, pollen begins to lose viability. Non-viable pollen equals no pollination. No pollination equals no tomatoes. This does not mean that you're a bad gardener. This does not mean that you've done something wrong. It simply is just simple science. Now let's say you do have some tomatoes still producing right now. Most of us do. We're not even close to being time to call it quits on these tomato plants. We've got lots of green fruit on our vines. At least I do in my garden. I'm sure that you do in your garden as well. What you're going to start to find though is as this weather heats up, we get all of those pests, the leaf-footed bugs, the stink bugs, they start coming in groves. 
they damage the tomatoes. They take the juice from the fruit and leave all of that scarring on the fruit that just isn't delicious takes all the taste away from the tomatoes, and we're also going to enter into inconsistent watering. We're going to enter into days and days and days of no rain, and then we're going to end up with gully washers, right? That is just summer in the South. This is going to cause your tomatoes to crack. It's going to cause your tomatoes to ripen at the times that you just don't want them to ripen, what ends up happening is you get a really small tomato that ripens really fast. And so it ends up being way too juicy, gets kind of mushy, the skin starts to sag on it. It's just not very appealing. There are not many reasons to hang on to a tomato in the summer. The one exception to this rule for me is cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes keep right on trucking through the heat. That's one reason why people love the sun gold variety. This tomato is not going to check up. Most of your cherries are not. So you're not going to see these same problems. Now listen, you're still going to have the leaf-footed bugs, and you're still going to have stink bugs, and you're still going to have hornworms, and all of the things that come along with a summer garden in the south, but you're not going to fight lack of pollination. That is one thing those cherries are just going to keep right on doing and doing well. So how do we fix this? What do we do? Do we run to the nursery and buy all sorts of products to help our plants set fruit? Do we start making shade cloths and tents and go ham on our pest control? In the Wild Child Garden Club, we double down on those cherries. We take our spring tomatoes We get everything we can out of them. And then when they are tired and just cannot go another day, we do what we call topping. So we top our tomatoes. This is going to take all the energy that your tomatoes would have put into producing bigger vines, more flowers, as it continues to try to sustain its life cycle. It lets your tomato know, hey, That part of the process is over, and now we just want all the energy to go into the fruit. This will ripen all the fruit that you have on your vine much, much quicker, and then you can remove these plants to put in something else that does much better in the summer months. Now, let me tell you what I used to do with my spring tomatoes. I would be that person. I had all the products. I had the shade cloths. I watered five and six times a day. And you know, it just doesn't really pay off. These plants tend to become really stressed out over the summer. And what you'll find is that they are going to be the first to get a disease. If you keep your tomatoes through the summer, use it as just an experiment Pay attention, really close attention to the varieties that demonstrate good pest and disease resistance. Pay attention to the varieties that continue fruiting. Add these to your will grow again list. This is really important. Keeping this list lets you know, hey, this is a tomato I should grow again. But don't stop there. Also pay attention to the ones who don't do so well. Write them down too. This is just as important as keeping track of the ones that you love. This option just doesn't really work well for me anymore. I did it for years and years and years, and 
it's really disheartening. It's disappointing. And it really is sad to go out to your garden and see all of these brown, crispy, tired tomatoes that are covered in stink bugs and really just done for the season. Can we baby them and get them to come back when the temperatures cool down? Yes, we can. But what I have found is the best option is just to remove those tomatoes once that fruiting slows down. Top them if you want to, to get all of that good fruit off of there, and then just plant new tomatoes in July. Yes, this does require space that you would otherwise be giving to your fall vegetables, but listen, if you grow your tomatoes the wild child way, you're not really giving up much space at all. What did I tell you we do? We double down on those cherries. We plant do-over cherry tomatoes on trellises and arches because our fall vegetables don't need any support structures. So we can keep them growing all the way to frost without having to take space away from something else that we want to grow. Another benefit of this is I've just never been a fan of a heat tolerant tomato. You know, the ones that you find in the nursery that will continue setting fruit even in 90 degree temperatures. These are your typical slicer tomatoes, but I have found that after a full season of eating juicy, delicious heirlooms, it's really hard to switch over to a heat tolerant hybrid. I just don't enjoy them and I would rather not have a tomato at all than have one that I don't enjoy. By keeping my cherry tomatoes growing on trellises and arches, I get the best of both worlds. I'm going to top my tomatoes at the end of June, let them go ahead and ripen on the vine. I'm gonna remove those plants so that I can get some new vegetables in that will do much, much better for me in the heat of the summer. And I'm gonna let my cherry tomatoes keep right on trucking on their arches and trellises. We have been growing tomatoes this way for years. And inside of the Wild Child Garden Club, it's just the only way. We plant early so that we can pick early, so that we get most of the fruit off of our plants before it heats up, before we have any stress of pest and disease. Once we start seeing that temperature rise, once those tomatoes start slowing down, we top them, let everything finish ripening, then we cut them off at the soil and prepare for something else. The second chance tomatoes that I'm talking about is an extension of your harvest, first of all, on those arches and trellises, those cherry tomatoes that are growing so well already and that really just don't see any trouble in the summer. You may have to prune a little bit. You may even have to deal with some rotting fruit if it's left on the vine a little bit long, but for the most part, they do really, really well. But I'm also talking about other varieties traditional slicing tomatoes that you can actually grow in the heat of the summer. Now listen, the nurseries are all gonna be sold out of spring options. They're only gonna be carrying those heat tolerant varieties and you may wanna try those. But if you want a second chance at some of your favorite slicers, you can have that chance too. Not all slicing tomatoes peter out in the summer. Some, like a Costaluda Genovese or a Brandywine, are very, very heat tolerant and do really well in the South. 
while the nurseries won't carry those, you probably have a friend who's growing them who will pinch you off a sucker. These suckers can be rooted in water, and once they develop roots, can be planted right out into your garden. Well, guess what? If you start rooting those suckers right now, it's very simple. You just pick off the sucker, remove all the bottom leaves, put it in a cup of water, change the water every day, and when it develops roots that are about an inch long, transplant it into the garden. If you want to do this with tomatoes that are just naturally heat tolerant, like the Costaluda Genovese or the Brandywine, you can get a second chance at these guys too. The beauty of it is you don't want to plant until July, so you're in perfect time to pinch the sucker, get those roots developing, and get it out in the garden in July. And this will set you up for an excellent do-over season. By the time these plants begin flowering, you will have seen a drastic drop in temperature and pest. This makes it a perfect reason to give a second chance to your favorite tomatoes. Now remember, the wild child way of doing this is only doing a do-over of your cherry tomatoes. They are very easy to root, they are very easy to grow, they're naturally heat tolerant, and you can put them on arches and trellises, which will be beautiful and save space for your fall vegetables. Some favorite varieties are gonna be Sweet 100 and Sun Gold. These are excellent choices for a do-over second chance tomato. Are you struggling with the summer tomatoes you have growing in your garden right now? Are they yellow and spotty, not ripening fast enough? Maybe they're cracking? We're gonna address all of this in my one hour garden checkup called Summer Gardening Challenges Solved. If you're struggling with your summer garden, come and join me. You can get all the details at www.releaseyourinnerwildchild.com. I cannot wait to see you there. You'll leave a different gardener. Now before we wrap up, I just want to make a case for heat tolerant tomatoes. I'm not a fan of heat tolerant tomatoes and I'm going to tell you why and then that's going to help you decide if that is the right option for you. Here's the way I look at my garden. No matter what season we're in, this is the way I view it. I want to live seasonally. I want to grow things that grow in season. I want to enjoy memories that are made in season. If you go to the grocery store, it's every season, every day. That's not how I want my garden to be. I want you to consider this before you make any decisions about your second chance do-over tomatoes. When you plant your tomatoes in July and you plant them brand new plants or suckers that you've rooted, what you're gonna find is that you will be mid-August before you start getting any flowers, and you'll be mid-September before you start harvesting. I want you to think about where your life is gonna be in mid-September, Lord willing. Most of us are not gonna want tomato sandwiches anymore. Most of us will have already had our fill of tomatoes. That's why I just don't grow heat-tolerant varieties. 
I feel like I would love more just to enjoy the heirlooms that I've been growing all summer. Enjoying that delicious tomato sandwich with bunny bread and good mayonnaise eaten over the kitchen sink, juice dripping down my arms. That is how I want to remember my slicing tomatoes. And I'm just not going to be interested in that in September. In September, kids go back to school. Everything sort of gets back into that rhythm. And I'm looking for cozy. I want to start my cabbages, my cauliflower, my broccoli. Those are the things I'm thinking about then. Fall, right? Because of that, I don't grow heat-tolerant tomatoes. I don't want to give the space to them in my bed because I don't think I'm going to want them in September, especially knowing how many cherry tomatoes I'm still going to have growing on my arches. This is the wild child way. When we live in season, we can look forward to certain vegetables ripening at certain times. We can get excited about vegetables that we have in abundance. We can share them with our neighbors, family, and friends. And then when they're gone, they're gone. It gives us something to look forward to and also to miss and reminisce on. This is the Wild Child Way. No matter what you want to do with your tomatoes this season, I encourage you to do a couple of things. First, I would love for you to join us for Summer Gardening Challenges Solved. This is where you're going to get direction for how you should proceed in your summer garden, regardless of what it looks like right now. I'm telling you, after this hour together, you are going to leave a different gardener. Come and join us and grow your confidence right along with your garden this summer. I would also love to invite you to our Summer Gardening Masterclass. This class talks and teaches you all about the do-over season, as well as a hands-off summer garden for the busy gardener who knows she is not going to have time to tend the veggies while she is on vacation. Trust me, I get it. We have got all sorts of things that you can grow right now that will thrive in the heat with very little tending or attention needed from you. Both of these options are excellent choices for your summer garden, and I can't wait to show you more about them. Finally, if you've never grown a garden before and you are inspired by this podcast, the Kitchen Garden Academy Summer Session begins on June 5th. We would love to have you there with us growing, and I'm telling you, you will become a gardener. I'm going to show you everything you need to know from building your raised beds to filling them with nutrient-rich soil, planting your plants to maximize space, planting a garden that grows, feeding a garden that thrives, all the way to harvesting that dream of yours and creating supper on the table. I hope that this episode of the Wild Child Kitchen Gardening Podcast has been inspiring to you. I love living in season. I love my garden dictating my supper for the night. And we have so much left to grow. This season is far from over. Don't wave the white flag just yet. I'll see you next week for another episode. And until then, keep growing.